Right, I want to speak to Raymond Martin. Gosh, I have had Raymond on occasionally on the radio, and uh, now it's twice in a week. Uh, Raymond is from the British Toilet Association. Good morning, Raymond. Good morning, Frank, my friend. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks for you. sorted out a problem for us when you came on for a discussion earlier this week at our invitation. Uh, now uh, you've got a point in relation to, I suppose, the divvying out of toilets. The, 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 the women want two for every, fee, for every male toilet, is that right? Well, uh, that's part of the, uh, the whole equation, Frank. The, uh, the Royal Society for Prevention of Public Health uh, have now launched a report today to say that, you know, there should be potty parity. There should be at least two toilets for every woman or for women and, uh, as opposed to one for men. Women take twice as long to go to the toilet. They have to just robe. They have to set down bags. They have to put check their hair and makeup and whatever. And just, t- um, you know, uh, statistically, they take twice as long to go. So you need twice as many. And that's probably borne out in every shopping centre and, and theatre right around the country. If you look at the queue outside the ladies' toilet compared to the queue outside the men's toilet, men nip in, use the toilet, leave uh, quite often without washing their hands, which is another, another issue. But uh, women take that wee bit longer to use the toilet, and therefore they, they should actually have twice as many. Yeah, that is understandable, isn't it? Because, you know, we can pop into the toilet and you can, you can do what you need to do standing, whereas regardless of what women need to do, they need to sit. And that, that, that is time-consuming. Very much so. And, then, you know, just even you know, getting in, getting, your, getting undressed, getting your coats off, whatever, and then you know, cleaning seats and various bits and pieces. We, we tend to use urinals, nip in, nip back out again. But uh, um, we have to get rid of these cues because when people need to go to the toilet, Frank, it's just we've discussed many times before, you know, their bladders are full of urine, whatever. They need to use the toilet. They, they become bursting and whatever. And part of this whole public health uh, uh, report today is saying that it's actually there's a number of uh, issues, very serious bowel issues and, and bladder issues and cystitis and various other things which people are now being affected with because of the lack of toilets, because of the lack of the ability to, to, uh, of sufficient toilets to use. And people are now starting to become prisoners in their homes they're starting to not want to go out and not want to go downtown because they know they can't get their toilet out there. There's no toilet for them to go to. The, the real hassle is the disappearance of well-kept council-maintained toilets. They're, they're a dying breed, aren't they? Well, very much so, but you've you got to remember that the, the councils are, are fighting to keep these things open, and, and some councils are fighting very, very hard because they get no government funding uh, and there's no legislation to say that councils actually have to provide toilets in the first place. They don't actually have to do it. It's not part of their job. But councils realise they want tourists, they want residents, they want people to come out and enjoy the parks and the beaches and the town centres and the villages. And so they've provided toilets for years free of charge. But remember, Frank, nothing's free of charge like running anything. You know, there's electricity and um, cleaning and light and heat. And, you know, these things cost money and, and councils are really, really strapped for the money. And what we need government to do is stop spending so much on Brexit and HS2 and aircraft carriers that are sinking and all that sort of stuff and start spending money on proper public provision, something that the public need and will affect public health. And will we continue to have a clear separation of male and female toilets? It isn't always like that, but primarily it's like that. Is that the longer term plan? Well, very much so. I mean, the, the, the growth of the, uri, of the unisex toilet is, is, is uh, astronomical over the last while because we have all these transgender issues and various other bits and pieces, but it's much easier just to build a series of six toilets and let everybody use them. But what we find particularly is that women don't like um, queuing up with men to go into a, a single toilet, and they certainly don't like coming out. To suddenly be, uh, you know, maybe a woman coming out on her own and finding three men standing waiting to get in. That's quite... 
um, um, uh, shameful and whatever, and, and, but you know, hurtful and, and emotionally hurtful for them. So what we what we're, we're pushing for is separate male and female toilet where appropriate, and, and where not, where you, where you just need to have a toilet. Then let's have a unisex toilet. Let's have a, an automatic or something there. That's fine if it fulfills a purpose. But where there, there is proper separation, we need male and female toilets. And you continue to do research to know what people are thinking. Are we going to see changes? Are we going to see particular changes in the very near future across across Northern Ireland? Well, I, I think that we're going to see changes everywhere because, they say, with the, the uh, 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 Royal Society now, they're starting to put a lot of pressure on, and we're working with them with a lot of people like Crohn's and Colitis and IBS, Bladder and Bowel. I'm actually doing a, a conference uh, today about design and, and uh, uh, whatever in Newcastle, and in the next uh, couple of weeks' time, I'm going to Leeds to talk to the Federation for the Blind and talk to them about the difficulties of blind people and partially sighted people getting in their toilets. There's a there's a big lobby and a big movement for through, and we really do believe that the government has to change its attitude and has to make the money available for councils. And certainly, the councils have the will to change if they had the funding. Raymond, you've been asked some odd questions in your time at all your <laughs> at all your presentations, but a, a gentleman called Eddie has phoned us and he was he was asking our producer to ask you a, a, a question, but yeah. I, I think it's such an unusual question. We let Eddie ask it, or sorry, Ernie, Ernie ask it himself. Uh, Ernie, good morning. Good morning, Frank, how are you? Very well, Ernie. What's your, what is your question, please, Ernie? That, that man there that's on your show at the moment is uh, an expert in toiletry. Now, I was just wondering, could he answer a wee question? Is how long would you reckon a toilet seat, sorry, a toilet seat should last from replacement? I'm having a problem with mine, you say, because mine broke last night. Uh, and it's not on a year, and it's not overly usually. Yeah, were, were you sitting on it, Eddie? No, I've lifted it up. It's one of them slow-closing ones, things, you know, self-closing. But I, I lifted it up to stand. And, uh, by the way, tell your wee man, I wash my hands every time I come out of the toilet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but how, how long do you expect to get out of a toilet seat, Raymond? We know from the ad on TV you should get eight years out of a mattress. How long ah. is reasonable for a toilet seat? Um, it's a very good question, Frank. It depends on the width of the seat. It depends on the material it's made from. It depends the conditions it's kept in because it's kept in very hot, humid conditions. It'll warp very quickly if it's kept in very cold conditions. The, the plastics will become brittle. Um, one of the big problems we have across the country as well is uh, people standing on the seats. There are still people who will not sit on a toilet but actually stand on the toilet to use it. So, um, oh, hold on, very, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. What, they stand on the toilet like, seat? Um, many, many of the Muslim uh, people in the Muslim nations and such like, are not allowed to go near porcelain, so they'll actually stand on the seat and defecate from a height. Uh, and, and that causes major problems with toilet seats all around the country. That's why in a lot of toilets you find the toilet seats are missing because they've been broken up for that frequently that uh, they can't just stop replacing them because they can't afford to keep continuously replacing them. That's incredible. There are people of a faith that believe that you shouldn't touch porcelain and they'll stand on the toilet seat. Absolutely. Dear, oh, every day is... Stand up on the toilet seat. That's why you have these slab toilets in like France and Germany and, and across the Muslim countries. They don't have toilets like you and I. They just have a hole in the ground, what they call a slab toilet. Yeah, sure. But when yeah. they come to here where we have a Western toilet, they have to then stand on the seat. Uh, to uh, to use it, no, that's and that causes major problems. Yeah, exactly. You could break your neck doing that. 
<laughs> you could, of course, <laughs> very easily. <laughs> you know, but every day is a school day. Uh, as for as for the uh, people who would be using the toilets locally in a more conventional way, uh, yeah. l- locally, uh, Eddie made a point there about his uh, slow-lifting toilet, which is obviously one of these that you don't have to fully bend down. You can uh, bend over, press some wee button or something, and it goes up slowly. Uh, it, it it helps your back if you're you know if you're a little bit uh, less. Than, than you need to be. But he, yeah. he m- m- the, the greatest majority of people don't have a seat like that. They have a seat that you either lift up or, 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 or leave down. And th- th- there's a lot of criticism of men who never bother lifting the toilet seat. They just pee through the toilet seat. Absolutely. Uh, and it's a, major, it's a major hygiene problem. You're talking about transmission of germs here. Um, it's, it's just a... Uh, it's manners. Uh, uh, Thank you and I were taught from an early age, I'm sure, by mum and dad, you know, that, that you uh, lift the toilet seat up and you put it back down again whenever you leave. And, uh, you know, you, if, if you spill on or splash on, then you, you know, you wipe the thing over and leave it ready for the next person to use. But we're in such a fast-moving society. It's just like everywhere now and with these, these toilets, and particularly public toilets, there's no ownership. People don't feel they, feel they should they have a right to use them. They have a feel they have a right that they should be free. And they have, so a lot of people feel they have a right just to and not bother cleaning them after or resetting them after use, unlike you would do at home. So, and that's what causes a lot of concern and vex with the councils because they're spending just constantly spending money on something which actually it isn't their responsibility to put into place. Uh, and a lot of blokes, uh, myself included, I'm going to admit here to something maybe that is a bathroom habit that I I shouldn't be revealing to the public, but I will. Um, I prefer to lift the seat with my shoe. Um, do a lot of people do that, or do pe- are people happy enough to bend their hand down and lift the seat? It's, it's unknown. We, we have seen a lot of people uh, uh, over the last while. We haven't done a lot of research on shoes and, and <laughs> how, to lift the, how to lift the seat. But we are getting a lot of demands for, for hygienic wipes and sanitation, you know, these uh, seat sanitizers and various things that people can wipe the seat down before they lift it and before they use the toilet type of thing. But... Um, Again, it's more money. It's more money the council has to spend. They get broken. Um, there's antisocial activity, and these things get broken off the wall. So it, it's 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 uh, it's taking time to bring some of those things through. Okay. Um, how you lift the seat must be your way. It must be your own way, Frank. Must, you must have developed a new idea. Uh, Raymond, uh, thank you. I just do it with the old left foot. Up it goes. Uh, Raymond, guided tour of toilets. Uh, thank you, Raymond. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Really appreciate it.